Hello, thanks so much for tuning in. I'm Anna Loder from readabook.com.au. I'm a lifelong reader and book lover and a long-time book club member. 15 years, I can't believe it. I've been a bookseller for 13 and now I'm a reviewer and blogger. This is a weekly podcast celebrating that love of books and reading. I'm so excited to be in your ears today. Before we get started, can I quickly pay my respects to the Darawal people of the Uyora Nation, the traditional custodians of the land on which I work, play, read and live on. Along with the traditional owners of the lands throughout Australia, I pay my respects to the elders past, present and emerging. Let's get started. This morning I get to speak with author Karina May of the perfectly rom-commed duck a la ranch for breakfast. Now, I thought that I was saying it correctly and then I was like, oh my goodness, I butcher the French language. (laughs) I've just been calling it duck or orange in my head and I will let Karina May introduce the title so that you are not forced to be listening to me trying to say a French word. And I'm also a vegetarian, so I have no idea (laughs) what it tastes like, but it's a very cute title for a rom-com and this is such a cute rom-com of a book. So it's set in the current day. I loved everything about it. I loved the setting. I loved the characters. I love, love, love Max. I love that it's got the seriousness in there as well. It's not just a straight up rom-com that does give you meat to think about and it would be a great book club book as well. I can't recommend it more highly enough and I'm absolutely dying to chat with Karina May this morning. I couldn't be more excited. Hi. Hello. How are you? I'm good. See all my launch flowers. <laughs> yes, I know you've really cleaned up and you've got some over here as well. You're <laughs> looking good. So overwhelming. <laughs> oh, you've done such a good job. There's no wonder there's so much love. It's unreal. It's so nice to see. You must Thanks, just Anna. be so proud of yourself. Congratulations. I keep saying like, this is how Kimmy K must feel. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. I thought that everyone just turns up for each other. It's just, I don't know if it's like that other places in the world. I'd be really interested to know. And I know it's a lot of female base and commercial. I don't, can't speak for like other, but it's just the nicest. I don't think I could have gotten through this time or anything without mentoring from people that have been there done that and then them all showing up on Saturday like it was so special so nice it's ever been welcomed into such a lovely community it's just mind-blowing and I couldn't be a bigger fan and here I am getting to chat with it's just incredible yeah I just think it's a community I'm so bloody lucky my book launch I was ridiculous because I was just like (laughs) I just got lucky and all these supportive like it's how I feel but when it comes from the heart it's hard to switch it off it's how I feels yeah I I know yeah it's great isn't it and isn't it a nice way to live rather than woe is me like if you're just completely like oh my god I can't believe this is happening and oh my goodness and I'm so lucky and yeah I think it's a great way to live could you please say the title because I have the worst if accents and I cannot say it tuck a l'orange yeah, no one can say it. I think that's <laughs> dark orange for us. <laughs> I love it. I thought I wasn't saying it too badly until I was chatting with Jessica Demon on the podcast about your book and realised when she said it that I was saying it nothing. <laughs> like, oh, did she say it well? I actually yeah, heard her say it very it. well. <laughs> really made me. Yeah, at the launch we um through to Susanna Harvey. Loving it so much. She did the best French accent, so I said to her, like, I just need to have her for every event. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't speak either, so um, I say oh, duck colorado. I thought you must have because no, going- no, that's I guess the comedy part of it. Yeah, she pronounced it really well, but my audiobook narrator does a really good job as well, so that's good. Kind of <laughs> listening to her pronunciation, probably for the best. <laughs> so, how did you get the idea for duck? So that really came from this post surgery when I was in ICU. So when I started to write like little thoughts that I had when I woke up, and that was just around your first um, surgery. Yeah, the first surgery. Yeah. So I think it was just more the fear going into it. I started to, because it was the brain, I started to question like what happens if I wake up differently. And I just became really obsessed with that. And then at that same time, it made me realize like I kind of liked who I was and mm-hmm. I was really fearful that I would lose my love for writing or like, yeah, kind of my drive and talent there. So when I woke up, it was like the first thing that I thought of. I asked to listen to my audiobook, which is a scene that <laughs> obviously Maxine does in the book just to check my brain. And then once I was on the ward and I had my phone back properly, I started just to write these little notes, just not so much like the Fort Kim project and all of that, but just to around yeah how I was feeling and then when I went for the second surgery by that time the idea had really formed for duck so I could go back and do field research which I joke that that was <laughs> who gets to do that yeah <laughs> like, that sure, like you know I really know how I feel and what the surroundings are around me so that was yeah definitely the initial idea but yeah I mean the duck stuff I don't know where that came from <laughs> I love all this duck stuff and the way that you've done the cute ducks when it's actually the meat dish that you're talking about is just it's so cute me sharing the memes and stuff on my social media account like yeah it's hard for people that haven't read the book that think you know I'm just like I don't know making fun of like eating duck I'm like no there's like you know the main character is a memeologist and there's a whole duck thread throughout the whole book and is that an actual real job a memeologist yeah I don't know where that came from either but then when I looked it up actually um, Penny Carroll who did the first edit of the book we were trying to work out if it was spelt like meme m e m e ologist or without the e we looked it up and I think that was when I looked it up for the first time I hadn't looked it up before that I just thought oh, that would be a cute and yeah that's when we found that actually that does exist that term maybe more of an urban dictionary term but yeah I think that it does happen out there I mean because they get invented they don't just appear somebody's doing them somebody must be making a living out of it it must be a real job it would be the best job ever <laughs> and yeah. it so suits Johnny and that's the thing about Johnny as well because yeah I mean he's determined for cats have had their day you know cats typically rule the internet I think in that <laughs> that meme sector <laughs> so oh yeah that's why yeah it was it was really cute playing around with that I think and the humor in that oh there is so much humor in your novel I said in my review that it was kind of like a Nora Ephron but it's funnier than that it's got all of the heart and all of the nesting of a Nora Ephron feel good but it's also hilarious it's so funny <laughs> I think yeah I think it, it's got to do a little bit with how I get through situations I'm quite self-deprecating and pragmatic about things and their qualities that I gave Max as well so I think yeah having those two kind of character traits like being whimsical and being able to like yeah be I guess Nora Ephron-esque in terms of the romance and like exploring cities and so the Paris element combined with just that really raw humor realistic so that's kind of 
I guess, the real part that I wanted to bring to the story as well. And yeah, I mean, I can be super serious and yeah, dig deep into feelings and stuff, but then I can also be really light. And I love to crack a joke, especially when things are tough. It's the only way literally laughing my way (laughs) through things. So yeah. The negative gearing, I felt so bad for laughing out loud, but everything is just so comically done. (laughs) Thanks, Anna. (laughs) And the mother ducker. (laughs) Another yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know. I'm not a huge plotter, so the only thing I did plot were the sections because the the way that the the book is structured is not completely linear. And so, yeah, I got post its for that part, but. I think if I plot too much, I just lose the fun in it. And then I think you can maybe tell in my writing when it's a bit too structured. So stuff like the mother ducker and negative gearing and all those things just come to me in the writing. So I think I wouldn't be able to uncover those gold moments if I had it too plotted. Oh, I just know that it was enormously fun to read. And there were so many times where I was just laughing out loud. So funny. But it's also just super sweet as well. I loved the friendships that Max has. I loved the family that Max has. That was obviously very deliberate as well, but she just had such a nice nest. Yeah, I think that's, yeah, again, like I really pride myself on the relationships in my life. Like they're really Mm -hmm. important. And although like I'm a romance writer, it's not all that's important in life, I don't think. I think like platonic friendships and family are what life is. Um, Mm -hmm. So again, I have so many valued relationships in my life. So it was really easy to draw on different elements of those to create quite interesting, tough when it needs to be tough and light when it needs to be light dynamics so yeah it's important to me that those I guess secondary characters or supporting characters were really realistic as well especially because you know what Max was going through and facing her surgeries wasn't siloed so like she had a whole world that she was still existing in she still had a mom that cared and friends and the whole dating element like life doesn't stop just because she was going through these things so I think it was really important to have a realistic portrayal of the relationships around her and how that also supported her as well as Johnny. My friend Mel is reading it at the moment and she sent me a text saying like, I don't know if she's even going to get together with Johnny. And I'm like, well, I'm not spoiling it, but I think that's a real testimony to it's not just a straight out rom-com, is it? It has got the family and the friendship element and it's fun, absolutely, with Johnny, but it's not the whole story. Uh, It's just lovely. And that's the thing as well. I think because by the end of the story, I want the reader to feel empowered and that's the whole message. I think I had read a lot of serious stuff written really seriously, and that's just not how I do life. Serious things have happened to me, but my approach is to try and make, not all the time, but where I can, you know, lemonade out of lemons. And I think doing something that I love, I just wanted to make it really clear that you can give yourself the permission to go after the life that you want, which includes maybe the man that you want. But I think there's a bigger story and message there, which is why it was really important to me that Max goes on her own journey. And that's the Paris part. And that's when she goes and has that divine stay in France. That's all of her own self stuff and self-worth, which I didn't want to just make it purely about getting the man and everything's great. So that was really important to me. Yeah. Oh, it's such a lovely book. And can you please tell me about the Ikea? So have you got an actual love of Ikea? I know. <laughs> I love me a Billy bookcase. 
Everyone has said they can't look at Billy bookcases the same way anymore. Um, I love it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't actually even own a Billy bookcase, which is, yeah. Oh, I my think, goodness. Um, <laughs> but no, that actually, my sister loves Ikea, my younger sister. She doesn't like me saying this because she said, oh, it makes me, you know, sound <laughs> there every day. But she's very passionate about Ikea. I think you're in two counts with Ikea, like you either love or loathe. Dave loves it. Yeah, right? there's elements to it. It's just like you've got to gift your whole day to it, right, when you go. It's like there's no getting out of there quickly. But I, yeah, I think it was just, well, partly when I went to the vaccination center at Homebush and it was during lockdown, so we couldn't really go anywhere. And I ducked into Ikea for like an essential photo frame. <laughs> what I, an adventure. I think I'd just been deprived like we all had in lockdown. That was Absolutely. a very sensitive. <laughs> so yeah. I walked in and I suddenly saw Ikea, I guess, with different eyes for the first time. Uh, and I appreciated it maybe in the way that some Ikea lovers appreciated it for the people. <laughs> <laughs> and a little nest of little homes. I think I was at the part of the story in the writing where I was looking for a quirky way uh, for the cookbook exchange to happen between Max and Johnny. Super cute. Yes, yeah. that was so cute. So it came to me then. So that's how Ikea kind of arrived in the story by me just having that by, yeah, I guess actually visiting Ikea and just the idea coming to me when I was observing people there. I thought it would be a fun way. And I love 500 Days of Summer. They have a, a big Ikea element in that movie oh so, right yeah so that was fun to I don't know that from... one I'm popping that on my list that sounds unreal if it's got an Ikea it's really and you like yeah. it I'm there yeah <laughs> cool ever hearing about it but thank you excellent so tell me about the cover of the novel because oh my goodness that is another thing I don't think I've ever seen a cover like it I know it's getting so much love on bookstar because it's so fun to style that pink like I saw oh. the pink of when I got sent the cover design. Uh, so it's designed by Christian Moffat and the pink was definitely pinker and like brighter and I kind of call it bubblegum pink when it arrived in the font. Yep. So yeah, I just love the cover. They actually did a shoot with a model and everything for the cover. So I felt really special when I heard that, that there was a whole production. And I, I think it's, yeah, every debut author's dream to be so proud of the cover that they're standing next to and promoting. So I was just so delighted. And the font is just so different. Like, yeah, I definitely haven't seen that type of font before. No. No, I'm sure that I haven't. Like, it's just so eye-catching. It's so beautiful. <laughs> Styling and shots on Instagram. Like, honestly, mm. people are talented out there. And it's so surreal to see the passion behind that as well. People going out of their way and even rounding up ducks. Like, <laughs> it's been such a delight just to see the creativity. Oh, it's such a sweet book. And, yeah, I'm not surprised at all because I think there's just there's so much in there that you do go that extra mile for it, I think. feels like the best friend. I don't know. It's just gorgeous. Thanks, uh, I also was thinking as I was writing my review that it should feel really busy because you've got the foodie element in there and you've got the friendship element in there and you've got the romance and then the travellers. But at no point ever does it not feel all so... I think I was trying to sum it up in one line when I was in the middle of writing it so that I could just keep going back to, you know, making sure that I wasn't straying too far from the mm -hmm. elements. Yep. I ended up writing like a hot duck, a brain tumour and Ikea. And I thought, <laughs> wow, that's 
that combo is a little crazy. I don't know. We got it all in and a trip to Paris. So yeah. <laughs> I'm quite busy in terms of the way that I live my life. Like I'm kind of always doing something different. And so I think it's representative as well of just me wanting to not just stick to the one thing in a story. I just wanted to do it all. Oh, it's the most gorgeous hug ever. I just, I love this novel. Yeah, there's so much going on, but it just, it just feels like such a gorgeous. <laughs> so how are you touring with it now? I know that you've had a couple of events and it's only just come out. Do you have much of a tour planned? I have a couple of more events and then a couple uh, in May, actually, um, which I'm going to announce one with Dimix, which is exciting. I think um, Dimix CBD is, I know it's where I've often wrote as well in the cafe upstairs and it's obviously a beautiful bookshop. That um, is so, so that exciting. Very, yeah. Yeah. That was very surreal. And then there's actually a competition for bookshops front windows at the moment. And there's some really, really great window displays that are coming through. So I'm going to go for a little tour just to some regional parts of New South Wales just to have a look at some of the books in the window because who knows if it's ever going to happen again and I kind of just want to go and have a look for them myself. Oh it's the most gorgeous book it would lend itself so well to it display I can absolutely see why you're doing a regional tour for it that's really cool yeah they've set up lots of like little sweetheart tables and really French kind of bistro feel and flowers and one that I saw in Bathurst the other day actually even had like a little phone with tinder loaded on the table and that one just got me because I was like oh my goodness there's so much effort and detail going into this like I have to see this for myself (laughs) gosh what a way to tour so cool Uh, and what's next for you will you be writing I I want a sequel, but that's only because I wasn't ready to say goodbye to Max. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is the highest compliment when people say, oh, it finished too quickly. I'm like, oh, well, we had to write the end at some point. But no, that is definitely lovely to hear that, yeah, that a lot of readers wanted to kind of stay in that world. But I actually have another romantic comedy out with Pam McMillan in December. So I'm a very right now. I'm in structural edits for that book as I promote this one. So yeah, that's also a female protagonist and that story travels from Mudgee to Mumbai. So I always like to include travel in my stories, not just for the tax deduction, but I love (laughs) it's when I'm most inspired when I'm traveling personally. We haven't got to do a whole lot of it over the last few years. So yeah. That became super important to me, I think, when I was writing during lockdowns and everything. So, yeah, I'm really excited for that novel to come out as well. So it's a really busy and exciting time for me at the moment. That is so exciting. Wow, I had no idea. So structural edits promoting Duck as well. That's crazy. Yes. Or within six months. (laughs) I think that's the thing. It's like you go from aspiring and I guess I just kept writing and I just kept at it. And then when that moment happened for me, I was ready to go. (laughs) So now I'm just so soaking it in and obviously it's a dream that this has happened so I'm just going with it for as long as I can. Well as a reader Karina May oh my goodness thank you so much. <laughs> it's so horrible when you read one book and you just stuck waiting and it takes years and so yeah, it's wonderful. I'm at the point now where it, you know I fell in love with Johnny and I know readers did too that the hero in this book I'm like oh, I've got to make him you know <laughs> just as lovable so it's really great getting live feedback and reviews about Duck at the moment because it's really inspiring me and helping me to channel that colour onto the pages of this new book. So it's actually wow. great time yeah. to get that real-life feedback. Gosh, that's incredible. I didn't even think of it from that perspective, but absolutely. Yeah, 
yeah, I'm listening to what everyone says about what they liked. Yeah, as much yeah. as possible. Oh, let me give them some of that in this book. So yeah. <laughs> well, well, I, I just can. want more. I just, I just, so I cannot wait. I'm so excited. <laughs> Karina, mate, another one at by the end of the oh, year. Well, all of the craziness of this, and it's also my first time doing all of this stuff. So you know, I didn't know how I was going to feel, and I'm finding it difficult to channel my adrenaline and switch that off to get back into writing mode, which. I've actually yeah. heard Leah Moriarty, not that I'm in any shape or form comparing myself <laughs> to her. She says that when she's doing press or promoting, she can't write at all. So oh, I can imagine how hard it would be. I- like, cause it's hard to get good quality sleep and everything. Yeah. Just it's a great, I'm, you know, could have had not so great response, but it just really seems to be taking a bit of a life of its own and, then how can I be like, oh, I'm seeing this place. I'm like, no, chapter, get back to it. So, um, and I actually wrote that book first. So it's been great to go back and all my learnings and everything and just give that a good structural edit and working with the experts. So that's the difference with Under the Influence where that was just ready to go and it basically got a copy edit. And then it, there was no, like this book, Dark, it didn't have a huge edit, but I think I'm um, just working with professionals that can really draw out parts yeah. of the story. Yeah. I that process so much because I was just chomping at the bit to work with experts who could see things that I couldn't see. So at the same time, I'm kind of enjoying the structural process. So I'm looking forward to getting back to this book for December as well, which is also a good sign. So yeah, but I'm just writing it right now because who knows next year what will happen. (laughs) Oh, I'm just, I'm so, I'm so excited for your career. This is so exciting. Oh my goodness. What a year that you gave yourself. (laughs) That's unreal. Yeah, I know. So I extended the year of creation into 2023 now so your creativity was 2022 and I've extended it to this year because it, it, it did good so it, it gets yep, an extent absolutely so I'm still doing my digital marketing work but just at way reduced hours and the clients that I'm working for are so excited for me because I've been working with them for so long that they're like take the time you need so that's been really great as well to scale up and down just depending on what I've got on so but yeah that's me oh so exciting so exciting I cannot wait to see what you do <laughs> it's the biggest gift that you're giving as well this train writing community the fact that you're platforming and encouraging and supporting oh Karina May I couldn't be a bigger fan of the Australian writing community I just think you guys are all just incredible the enjoyment and the hours that I have had through your work it's just been lovely excellent okay I will see you later good luck with your edits Okay, so that's it for this conversation. Thank you so much for joining me. Please leave a review wherever you can, but especially where you found my Readable podcast. If you'd like more connection, please head on over to thereadable.com.au. There's plenty of book reviews and recommendations there, and that's also where you'll find my blog. And I would love, love, love to welcome you into our community. There's a membership page on readable.com.au. There are three levels. The first is free, and I'm so hoping that you would like to help me build my online community where we can enjoy reading more together. Thank you.